When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Diggs. G-I-G-G-S. No. Roderick. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you have? I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion Messi is better than me, but in my mind I'm better than him. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. Patreon.com slash Ace Podcast Nation. If you're live, we are the home of Rodri Giggs on football. And uh, we're live on Patreon now, as I mentioned. You can watch every week exclusively live at Patreon. Have your say and uh, join us as we talk all the things from the world of football. And then, of course, it's uh, free to all via the Sports Social Podcast Network to download at Spotify, Apple, all the other podcast places. But uh, we got lots to talk about, really, considering uh, there has, there was no football at the weekend. But we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, just as we do wait for a couple of the stragglers and the latecomers, we'll do our Super 6 update for you. Those of you who don't know, uh, we're raising money for uh, charity uh, in, mem- in memory of Neil Campbell for uh, Air Ambulance and... Uh, it, uh, it started so well for myself, but uh, last weekend, was last Saturday's round was cancelled. There was a round last night, but nobody told me. Last Saturday's, uh, as I say, was cancelled. No <clears throat> predictions. So the predictions we did last week were meaningless. Uh, Jason Whitworth came up top with impressive 22 points. Gavin Gordon came top of the celebrity table with 14. 
But uh, yeah, as I said, I got a big fat zilch. And fortunately, Rodri completely bottled it, had the opportunity to race into a lead. And uh, he got eight points, which means he's three points ahead of me going into the weekend. Next round, Saturday, three o'clock. So, mate. You know what it says to me? It doesn't say, you know, you, you're obviously not used to winning because you had a good week and then you dropped the ball. So, you know. You know, losing sucks, and you obviously got used to it, and you you celebrated mm-hmm. your win, your fourteen points too much, and then you know, oh shit, I forgot to do it halfway through last night. Yeah, absolutely not this uh, behaviour. I've been flying, I have mate as well, so it was very disappointing. But you know, I in the spirit of competition, I want I didn't want to get too much of a lead ahead of you, and then you know you've been. <laughs> We'd have nothing to talk about when we do the Super 6, you know, updates and stuff. If I'm, like, you know, 50 points ahead, there's no coming back for you, is there? Winning, winning's a habit, you know, you get, you get in the getting a good habit of winning, but you're obviously in, in a good habit of losing, so you, you had a good week, and then, like I say, you, 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 you've gone too far, and you just, you know, you've got to think I just realised something. As soon as that one's over, boom, on to the next, right, blah, 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 blah. <coughs> but no... Still celebrating on Wednesday. Just realised something. You're getting all caught up in your in your win for the week because I didn't play, but I beat you last year, like overall the season. Yeah, then I've beaten you every that. single week this week this year. So you've won like one week in a year. No, no, no. I won the first one. <laughs> I won the first couple as well. If you remember, yeah, right. yeah. Come on, yeah. unreal. But yeah, you're three points ahead. Keeps it interesting. All a bit of fun. We'll do our predictions a bit later on for uh, Saturday's games. But uh, in the meantime, got lots to discuss, mate. Lots to discuss. Um, I don't know where to start, really. First and foremost, I guess, I want to ask you... Cardiff. Cardiff had a good win yesterday, didn't they? Excellent, mate. Um, Yeah, go on. We'll start with Cardiff. So, I saw um, a few negative comments because it got back to 3-2 and the pressure was on. But like I've been saying for the past couple of weeks... Cardiff got a really young squad and they've brought in like 20 new players or whatever it is, something ridiculous. So you're going to get like a bit of up and down, good week, bad week, good week, bad week. But what I what I said, I think it was three weeks ago when they played uh, away at West Brom, I think it was, they played some great stuff. They just lacked a bit of creativity and a bit of final product. But I said someone at some point is going to take a bit of a hammering like when it all clicks. And the first half yesterday, uh, Tuesday, it did click and Cardiff just blew Middlesbrough away. Second half then, a bit disappointing. But Middlesbrough is a big side. It's at Middlesbrough and it's going to go one of two ways, isn't it? You saw what happened with Bournemouth a couple of weeks back with Liverpool. If you don't, sh- you know, if you don't get back into the game once you're three down, it can get quite messy. So it's either going to go that way or yeah, they're going to get back into it. And- Scoring three, sorry to interrupt, scoring three, you know, it's different from scoring two. You see so many two nils and they, they turn it round to three two. So maybe if it was two, Middlesbrough probably would, would have won and win it. But the fat third goal, it really kills teams off if you, if you know, if, especially if you, you go into the second half. Very rarely you see a team come back from three goals down. You see two nil all the time. You mm-hmm. know, they get one, people get nervous, then boom, two all. And then you're on the ascendancy, and, and they usually get the third. But yeah, it's, you're going to get inconsistency with a young side, like you said. 
But Middlesbrough, you can't look at the table. They were their favourites to go up at the start of the season. They've obviously had a bad start, but still, it's a great result to go away from home there, especially in the week as well. It's a long way to travel. Like you're talking five, five, six hours on a coach, so it's a long way to travel. Uh, but yeah, that travel home is going to be a lot more sweet than, than if you're getting beaten. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's a great result, and I think what you've got to focus on is before the game. If people had offered Cardiff a three-two victory, they'd have snapped their hands off at it. Oh, you can yeah. get three points travelling that far. You laugh. Oh, away Middlesbrough... from home, away from home, in that is, is a win. Championship. One of the big sides like Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough will be up there. No, no doubts about it. They'll be up there or thereabouts. So, yeah, it's, it's a great win. You you look at the end of the season. Not many teams will go to Middlesbrough and win and score three yeah. goals. 100% made. And one thing which I thought made um, a difference to the way Cardiff played, particularly in the first half, is obviously um, the new lad they've signed, Strike. He didn't get on the score sheet, but he got two assists and he just gave them something which they've been lacking. A bit of pace, a bit of difference. And he looks like he's going to score. Robinson looks like he will score goals. He looks like a goal scorer. Now, it seems like a funny thing to say because he didn't score. But just the positions he takes up, the 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 way he goes about his business, that's what Cardiff has been lacking. And I know, you know, Max Waters, who's been who has previously been playing up front for Cardiff, he's got like there's two sides of thought. Once one half people think he's, you know, he's not good enough, he's never gonna be good enough, he's not a championship player. And then the other half think he works really hard, works hard for the team, and he just needs a bit of confidence. He just needs a goal and it'll happen for him. You know, that remains to be seen, but I just thought Robinson made a massive difference to how Cardiff played in the final third. And uh, I look forward to him linking up with them. But like I said, mate, young squad and someone made someone this season, Cardiff will give an absolute paste into the way they're playing football. But also the championship is mental, mate, right? I said this yesterday briefly, but so you've got Swansea who are in the... 22nd, which is the top relegation position, right, on nine points. And then all the way up to... There's only 10 points separating them and Norwich in second. And yeah, because so. the championship is the way it is, like anyone could beat anyone, it only takes three or four games to be suddenly... You know, you could be in the playoffs or something. Usually, you have one or two two uh, teams that, that run away with it. Yeah. But... Um... Yeah, it doesn't look like that this year because they're all really, really tight. So tight. So, yeah, but, you know, and they play you know, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. So, in a week, you could get nine points or you could lose nine points. And mm-hmm. someone who's 22nd can be in the playoffs. Six. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's relentless. It's, it's always been that way and it's so difficult now. It, it, as soon as you get out, that's, you know, you see these teams now coming up and, and, and staying up and doing well in the Premier League. And, and they've got to because, you know, that's that strengthens them coming out of that championship because it's just relentless. Yes, the quality is different in the Premier League, but that, you know, playing Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, it's, it's tough work, especially when you're travelling away to a place like Middlesbrough. Because they would have got, let's get it right, they got home about three, four in the morning, unless they flew. But yeah. I don't... I don't know if they would have flew. They wouldn't have thought so, mate. I would have thought they drove. Yeah, so it's you're getting home at four o'clock in the morning. Training probably's off. Uh, back in tomorrow, 
do a light, whatever. And then they've got a game Saturday. So where do you at Saturday? Um, they're at home and they're travelling away again. I would I think they're at home. I'll check now. The um, home to uh, away to Huddersfield. So that's another trip and a half, isn't it? Yeah, that's another four hour trip and, and traveling you you know when you travel when you go everyone goes on holiday or you know that traveling it takes out not so much when you're going because you're excited because you're going but you know on the way home traveling it, it takes it out up with you mate it? yeah it catches up with you especially when you're playing intense football matches you know three times a week it, it's a lot yeah the championship you made a good point actually about the teams coming up like, look at Luton, only just missed out on going up last year. Obviously, came up from League One a couple of seasons back and have been impressive every, you know, every season since they've been up. You look at Sunderland now are in the playoffs and look, there's, what, nine games gone? There's loads, there's a long way to go. Rotherham are ninth. Um, Reading nearly, you know, went got relegated until Paulins come down. They're up there. Yeah. Um, and then you look at the bottom... West Brom, a massive team. I've seen struggling. that last night. There's some big teams down there. Swansea, yeah, small team, but struggling. Traditionally, have done quite well in the championship. Whether you think they're a big team or not remains to be seen. But like you know, they're they're struggling. Uh, Coventry have done really well over the last two seasons, struggling, but they are three games behind everyone else. Well, Millwall, Millwall up there last year as well. Yeah, but like yeah, Coventry. You, here's a question, right? Coventry got two points. They're rooted to the bottom yeah, of the table. They've got, they've got two or three games. Now, yeah, they, they're three games behind everyone else because of this ridiculousness with the with the pitch. Like, if they if they continue to be, you know, if it keeps growing, three, four, five games behind, even though they've got those games in hand, if they lose the games they are playing, they could be find themselves in a really difficult position because as as we've seen when points have had uh, sorry teams have had points deducted at the start of the season it's imp- it's all, it's almost impossible to catch up in this league because of the way the league is like you look at derby had all those points deducted last year went on this incredible run where you were like they're staying up and then they just faded at the end of the year because it was too much yeah. and i worry for coventry because they've got nowhere near the the you know the experience and the squad size of some the of quality. the other teams or the quality of the, the other teams they rely heavily on you know one or two players and lone players and stuff like that and I worry that if they keep getting these games called off at home they could be too far behind even though they've got games in hand but you know you have to you have to win them games then but where do you fit them in? But he, yeah, and this is the other thing, isn't it? Is the where do you fit those games in when there's already Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, not, Wednesday? It's not Chelsea, it's not Arsenal, it's not where they've got massive squads. These these teams they've got limited numbers and to play it. it yeah, when you probably you having a week off, but you can't. You've got to play it because you you've not played it. It's yeah, it's like I say, it's it's tough, but it's relentless that championship. And, and like you say, if you get adrift. You, you've got no chance because everyone's yeah. losing and winning and winning and winning. But if you get a drift, you you no chance. But I suppose on the positive note, like if they they got like six, seven games in hand or whatever, at some and they win, uh, you know, more than half of those games, they could shoot up the league as well. But it well, just becomes say, more let, difficult, doesn't it? Well, let's say they win three of. Let's say they win two of them. So then they would go 
they would still only go one one spot if they won three of them then that that would put them where 16th 15th 14th yeah so but that's a big ask isn't it to win all three of those games in hand yeah it is a big ask yeah so that's when you look at it like that they're they've already lost, they've, lost four. they've not won a game already they've lost four yeah they're four. already behind didn't they um so i worry i worry for them swansea i worry for as a you know just general thing because i don't worry for them at all in fact but on a personal level but like i do i think there's a big chance they go down if they don't make changes because um they're just not very good at the moment. Huddersfield have not been very good. Those three teams have been have been the poor teams. Although West Brom have, have surprised me. Yeah, West Brom, Mill, uh, not Millwall, sorry, Hull, um, Hull as well. I think really look like they might struggle. I know they're seventeenth, I think, but they've lost four of the last five. It's just it's, it's such a difficult league to protect, predict. Um, I said, I think it was last week. I think. Cardiff will finish like tenth or like mid table. They don't think they'll challenge for playoffs. Don't think they'll go down. But I think they'll make a big push next year. I think these players, having played another season together, will have will be really good next year. They might surprise me this year, but I think I just think they won't be consistent enough this year to really challenge. But I also think they'll be too good to go down. But that's a famous saying, isn't it? That you're never too good to go down. Yeah. Um, and any of those teams, the you know the West Broms, um, the Middlesbroughs, anyone who th- or Swansea, anyone who thinks they're too big to go down, I've got to ask Sunderland and Leeds and you know all the other Man City, all the other teams who went down from the Championship. It is a brutal league, which is very unforgiving if you do not, uh, if the players don't put the work in, you can lose yeah. and you can go down quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, West Brom, I don't know. West Brom, Stoke seem to be, you know, a bit better this year, but not great. Considering the, the players and the size of the squad, they should be better. But West Brom, struggling, mate. They um, they played uh, Birmingham the other week and um, Hogan scored a hat-trick. And uh, Scott Hogan scored a hat-trick for Birmingham. And it was at West Brom as well. And I thought West Brom were really lucky to get a couple of goals. I didn't think they were very good at all. And I look at the players they've got, like they got like Jed Wallace and um it was like they had they had Fraser Forrester, but he's retired, haven't he? I think. But um yeah, they got like Jed Wallace Wallace, they've got Jonathan Swift, they've got some good players. They got John O'Shea at the back. Like they got experienced and good players. Should they be doing better? Probably, but it's an unforgiving league, mate, is what it comes down to, isn't it? And yeah. uh, there's too many. I think sometimes these players come down from the Premier League and they think they're going to walk it, like the Stoke squad. I think they just thought they were going to go straight back up three, four years ago and they just have, have not been good enough whatsoever. Unless you, unless you come straight up, it, it, it's like I say, like we've said, it's very, very difficult. It's mm. Um Will says in the comments, he says uh, Max Waters he's only ever played he only ever played about 16 games in League Two before Cardiff signed him. So he might well have just come up too quickly, which is an inter- interesting concept. Like I'm a big believer that if you're good enough, you should play. Well, you are, but you 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 also gotta to adjust to the standard. It may take some people at the ground running and some people take it takes a little bit longer, but you just got to give it time. 
Yeah, it it uh, you know it takes time, doesn't it? And I think it is a bit. There's a big difference between League Two and the Championship. Like, oh yeah, the intensity, the professionalism, just everything yeah. about it. I think is a big. Difference. And then probably the Premier League is different to the Championship. So Absolutely, yeah. It's probably it's probably a little more a little more slower. Um, not when I say slow, not less, more frantic. Yeah, you get more time on the ball, don't you, in the Premier yeah. League? I think. Yeah. Um, and like, although the, the Premier League, I think, has gone the, the has, way of with the, with the uh, coaches that have, that have influenced it, Pep, obviously, and Jurgen, and, and now uh, Conte, Ten Hag. Yeah, they all like this high press. So, yeah, you do this. You know, it's, it's a, they're both very it's different. That way, isn't it? Yeah, they're both very difficult. Yeah. Um. So, just on the um. I want to talk about the, the international squads. You're a, a proud Welshman. I want to ask you about the Wales squad first. So I had a discussion yesterday. Um, I felt like there was a few players which they should have had a look at in the Welsh squad ahead of the World Cup to see if there was you know, any sort of unearthed gems or whatever, maybe someone who could make a late push. But they've kind of gone for the the usuals and a few others, some which I... Well, they've gone for the guys that have got on there. Yeah, but I just felt like this was the squad, and we'll talk about it with the England squad now. This is the this squad is the only time now where you can have a look at some some young players. Some yeah, but it's also you know, the last time to to actually work on what you want, what how you want to play. How, how you want, you know this that'll be then these games coming up will probably be just just games. They'll be working on you know getting ready for the World Cup and all that stuff. I can guarantee. When they have. But like you know, they'll have big, massive training camps before the World Cup and things like that to work. Yeah, on Yeah, yeah, I know, but um, you know, it's it's still not a lot of time. Um, you know, once the games get going, you can't really do anything. It's all rest and recovery. So you're only getting like what, especially with the World Cup the way it's been this this year in November. You what you're getting like a a week, ten days. Yeah. So these extra five days. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I can see that. I, I can see the the benefits to both. So I, maybe I was just a little bit disappointed. And no one stuff. really strikes out. It's not like you know England, where you know Tony's burst in the scene this year and scored scored an hat trick. Looks good. Uh, so but he's been good for probably the last like even in the championship he was banging them in. But like he's done it obviously in the last 12, 18 months he's done it in the Premier League. Yeah. And I, you know, he, he deserves his place in the squad, I think. But on the England squad, I want you to. I got a question for you, right? Luke Shaw played his first minutes of the season today, tonight, after the the squad was announced. Um, Harry Maguire has got a hundred percent loss record for United. Like his, he hasn't won a game of football this year. Um, but that that that's but, not that's not not a concern to Gareth Southgate. His concern is England. All right, all right take England. take Harry Maguire out of it. But like Luke Shaw hasn't played a minute of football until tonight. He's in the squad. Jaden Sancho and Marcus Rashford both hit the ground running. Being you know back to maybe not back to their Rashford's not quite back to his best. I don't think, but he's certainly the best he's been in, in a long time. Sancho, I think, has been ex- really good. Both not in the squad. I think there's an argument to be made that maybe Southgate said to them privately, if you keep playing the way you are, you will be in the squad because he knows them both well enough. You know, he knows what they can do. Yeah. But I think Luke Shaw to me is a weird one 
because he hasn't they played. Haven't got many options there though, have they? Well, but then again, look at Rico Henry played every game this year, this year, and and he he's looked half decent. He's not had a call, um, but sure, who else is it? Chil- who is it? Chilwell. Chilwell. Um, he, he knows James Avenue from, um... and he knows and trusts Trippier to play there, which he's played yeah, there yeah. before. I mean, so, they've got there's fullback options for England. You know, they've got so many players to choose from. Um, well, again, it I'm goes just back surprised to about the Wales gate, Wales. Uh, you know, they're probably getting ready for the World Cup themselves, and what, um, you know, it's probably the same deal there. Yeah, I mean, are you? Do you think Rashford and Sancho have a right to be a little bit disappointed, or I do, do you but... think? Do you think that Southgate wants to have a closer look at Ivan Tony? He knows what Rashford and, and Sancho can do, but he might not be as familiar with. I think I Tony. think um, Rashford, if he continues playing like he is, will be in. Uh, Jado Sancho's got no chance. I don't think. I just don't, don't think he, he likes him. Just don't think yeah, he fancies him. He didn't play much at the Euros, did he? When we. No, when we were doing those shows. He barely don't played. Don't think he fancies him at all. I think he's got in his his mind. He's already he's got players like like James Sancho, like a Jack Grealish or a Foden, and they're better. So mm. maybe could be, he needs to think about on the right hand side who's he got over there. But who's he play? Who do they play on the right hand side? Sterling. Sterling. So yeah, and Sterling's his his guy. He scores goals for fun. Vice captain. So it's yeah. I mean, one player who I think absolutely has to start for England in that first World Cup game is Jude Bellingham. Uh, I think he should be. If, he, if I'm picking the side, he's the first name on my team sheet. I got to be honest. Um, he is so good. He's just. Well, everything... Calvin Phillips been picked because he's not played a lot of games either. So who? Sorry, Calvin Phillips. Um, let me have a look. I don't know. He barely played for Man City, have he? No, he's not playing at all. He came on for like two minutes yesterday. Let's have a look. Uh, England squad. So, uh, midfielders, Jude Bellingham, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice, James Ward, Prowse. So, yeah. So, Eric Dyer's back. Right. So, let's have a look. Eric Dyer's back in the squad. I think that's deserved. He's been pretty good for Spurs. He plays regular. I think he's been good for, for Tottenham and they've had a bit of a resurgence as well. Um, the keepers, you've got Nick Pogue, Aaron Ramsdale and Dean Henderson. I think they probably pick themselves really. Um, you've got Alex, Trent Alexander-Arnold, fullback, Ben Chilwell, um, Reese James, Luke Shaw, Trippier. Is that boy from Palace, um, the one whose name I can't pronounce, um, Gui, Gui or Gui, is he a central defender or a fullback? You've got to look at the Rashford thing as well. Rashford's picked up a little injury, so he might have been in the squad. Yeah, just looking at the forwards. So their forwards are Tammy Abraham, Jared Up, Jared Bowen, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, Saka, Sterling, and Ivan Tony. Like I would argue, if it was me, I would take Sancho and Rashford over at least a couple of those. But I think, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, Southgate does have his favourites. Yeah, and Sterling, Saka, 
Well, Sterling, Saka and Kane are the starting three, aren't they? There's the starting three. So you could argue Tammy Abraham, Jared Bowen and Ivan Tony. Them three, uh, probably questionable. Within, up, for, up for grabs. Up, yeah, up for grabs with uh, Rashford, Sancho. Uh, Sancho. And who else is there? There's a few, no, few as a... Few no, Madison, Madison's not... James you know, Madison, yeah. It, James Madison, I don't think he fancies him either. So... Isn't it weird? Certain, there's certain uh, players that he doesn't fancy. Yeah, well, it's weird, isn't it? When Southgate came in, he was very much picking like these new players and picking them on, on, um, on form. And then all of a sudden... Now he's got his favourites, and some of those players, some players can't well, get in because they've got to a final, uh, you know, and, and that another experience and, and the taste of it. You, you you hope to keep the same team to have that continuity, but you know, like you said at the start, he, he was bringing in all kinds. I just think, like to me, I I I'm not a massive fan of Tammy Abraham. Got to be honest, I just don't see it. But, well, I prefer Marcus Rashford over Sammy Abraham. Yeah, I would. So I'd pick Rashford over him. Jared Bowen, I think, should be in the squad. Phil Foden, yeah. Jack Grealish still hasn't really done it at Man City for me. But all right, he can do something out of nothing, I guess. Harry Kane, Saka at Arsenal. I wasn't particularly impressed with him when I've seen him this year a couple of times. However, he's always done a very good job for Southgate for England. So he's always going to be in that squad. Um, whereas he, he, if it comes down to Saka or Sancho, even though Sancho is arguably in better form, Southgate's always going to pick Saka. Um, Sterling, I don't think it's been particularly impressive for Chelsea, but he's the, one of the go-to guys for England. So, And then you've got Ivan Tony, Like Craig says in the chat, Ivan Tony is like a younger Jamie Vardy. He'll poach, he'll get in the right places, and you know he'll get goals and he'll make space for others. I agree well, with that. Right, he's going. He's starting on the bench, isn't he? So yeah, but uh, he's the sort of player who, when I was talking about Wales yesterday, and I was saying there's a few strikers who I would have liked to them to have a look at, not necessarily to start, but if you can take a striker who's banging form. You know, score is on a, like a, just a run of goals. If you can have that a striker like that on the bench, and then it's one all or you're losing one nil, and you can bring that sort of player on, who's, like, a Robbie, like a Robbie Earnshaw. Yeah, just someone who's confident. You know, banging form at the time, like yeah. that can make a massive difference. So, yeah, like, are they out there though? There is a couple out there for Wales. Like, there's um, Jeff Cott and there's uh, Tom Lawrence has been in phenomenal form. For the, over 18 months, but ever since he got arrested, the the other players seem to have been forgot forgiven, but him not him for whatever reason. But I don't know if there's anything more to it. But f- from a purely football point of view, he deserves a a place in the squad. But for whatever reason, they you don't fancy do him. Best. That's all you can. All you can do is just score as many goals as you can before November and just see what happens. Yeah, I agree. Like Rashford, I think someone, picks up, in, someone picks up an injury. Johnson's injured or. Uh, what's the other guy for Bournemouth? Brennan, yeah, you got Brennan Johnson, you got David Brooks, and um, what's the big guy for Bournemouth? Kiefer Moore. Kiefer um, Moore. Like obviously, Kiefer Moore was, you know, they'll want to wrap him up in cotton wool because he's integral to the way Wales play. Yeah. Even even if he's in not in former club level, they always want to 
play him because he's the focal well, he's a big point. Focal point for him. Yeah. yeah, they play off him very well. Um, then you've got like uh, like Rashford. Someone said he's just injured. I think yeah, he didn't play tonight, did he? Rashford. No, he's injured. He, he has got a lot. Yeah. So again, and like like I said at the start of the conversation, it's very feasible that. Gareth Southgate has said to Sancho, or particularly Rashford, but maybe Sancho as well, because he knows what they can do. So he could have just said, look, keep playing like you are, you'll be in the squad. But you're yeah. not in this squad because I want to have a look at X, yeah. Y and Z. So I, I, you, I do you get would, it. That would be the smart way to go about it. You'd think yeah, he, he would have done that. Uh, Rashford's probably thinking, you know, a couple of games, put, picked up a little knock. I probably could go with England, but I don't want to because the next game is against Manchester City. And um, so he's probably getting right for that. Yeah. Um, Ivan Tony, Jackie he goes to the World Cup? Yes. Yes. Do you think Jaden Sancho goes to the World Cup? No, you no. don't. Because you said no. you don't. Um, no. Rashford? Yes. If fit and keeps playing? Yes. yes. Um, Abraham, no. Although, although he does like does like Tammy Abraham, doesn't he? So yeah, and he, I mean the one thing which Tammy Abraham is when you look at all those strikers they got. Although Ivan Tony, I don't think they need to take Ivan Tony and Tammy Abraham. No, that's the that's the thing. See, so you need to take so, one. Like we've when without Ivan Tony, I'd say I probably would take. Even though I don't personally rate Tammy Abraham, looking at the list of strikers they've got there, I probably would take him because. He is different to all the other strikers they've yeah, got. Yeah, hundred percent. Then you've got, you know, you, you could we could be talking about Calvert Lewin at, at start of November. Can he come into Everton and score an full of goals? Mm. Luke Shaw, you think he'll make the final World Cup squad? I think he will. Yeah, I think he that's, will. That's incredible to me. Like, Even though he's not really going to play much, because I, what did he play like tonight when he when he came on? 25 minutes just play just same he just plays within himself just no nice and he's a plays with himself in you know doesn't come off doesn't look you don't go to the cameras <gasps> it's always <laughs> so i like um kieran trippier is my like if i'm looking at those yeah, fullbacks i like kieran Trippier as well because he always gives you good quality so it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one with that right hand side because how do you play it? If he goes with a three, he likes Kyle Walker as one of the threes. So then you can play with a James or Trent Arnold um, on the left or Trippier. So Trent Alexander Arnold, mate, is struggling form wise though. Like he, he hasn't been very good. This is why I mean, if you play a, if you play a three though, you've got Kyle Walker there to back him up because people are targeting. Trent Alexander, I see it all the time. I see it loads yesterday or the day before. The um, balls, as soon as the ball breaks down, the bump passing it in that left hand area. Trent Alexander's always trying to recover and they're always in that, that area. So uh, internationally, they'll probably target even more. So yeah, I don't think you see Trent Alexander playing there as a, as a four, but if the players are free, possibly. But I wouldn't play him anyway. I play James. If they played well, a three, I think um, the, with Kyle Walker, I would always consider playing him as a wing back, depending on who they're playing. Like if you're if you're up against someone who's got a bit of pace out wide, 
I think there's an argument to be made to play Kyle Walker as an out-and-out wing-back. Well, yeah, yeah, the... yeah, if you've got that matchup, you want that you want that recovery speed, especially if you've got Maguire and, and Stones, whoever it'll be. They're not blessed with pace. So that's the only hesitant I'd be about that. You know, you've got no backup for the pace then. You've just got uh, Maguire and Stones. And if anyone speed there, lamps the slot then, especially if they're playing a high line. Um. Other thing I wanted to ask you about, something we've touched on at times before, um, I wanted to ask you about the standard of punditry in the UK, specifically for the like the European games. Um, I noticed, um, I think it might have been Skulls this evening, but it might have been one of the other guys. He said, um, I can't, he, he basically was paraphrasing, was surprised at how good, Casemiro was on the ball as like you know his passing and stuff, huh? and one of the criticisms which go gets levelled at the UK pundits a lot is that they only watch like the Premier League and they don't watch these other players. Like to no, me, that, that's the, some of them really don't do their own work. They just turn up and do, and you turn up and just yeah speak. Casemiro has played for Real Madrid. What do you mean he's not good on the ball? That's what I mean. He's like a world class footballer who's won five Champions League. Yeah, just, for Brazil. just just a, a, a world class footballer who doesn't do his own work. Yeah, I I'm surprised to hear it, but unfortunately, I feel like it's um. It's becoming more and more common, particularly like I listen to talk sports sometimes, and I feel I'm just like, have you even watched the games you're talking about? Or, you talk about Gabriel Bangla, yeah, he is <laughs> the worst, yeah. man. But but Jamie O'Hara's not much better, and I just think they're like they've brought in these new names, like well, the, those. You've, two. Got to, you've got to understand, man. They're obviously doing well at what they're doing because it's not easy to to, to especially Jamie O'Hara because he like hosts the show sometimes at night. Mm. So that that's not that's not easy. It's but, not easy. No, they, they haven't been brought up the journalist way where you prepare and you get there. You you know you do your homework on each player, the background on them, and all that kind of stuff. They don't do that kind of stuff. They just turn up and think they know you know everything. They know the player. They know football. They were top players, so they don't feel that they have to do the homework. If you see, you know, the Monday night football, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville. They prepare, they get there five or six hours before they go through, run through and all that stuff. I'm pretty sure it doesn't look like they do that, BT. But Monday Night Football, they seem to do that and they seem to prepare properly. And, and they just don't sometimes, some of them don't do that. But that's your job. Like, you should be, I would, can you imagine going on Sky? If they, if they do it or they don't, they're still going to get paid. Yeah, but can you imagine out. going I'm on? I'm not doing that. I'll just turn up and talk about it. It's just you know that they're employing them for the football that they were not out. You know, and Paul Scholes he speaks his mind as well. But yeah, for, to some just doing your homework, then just, they just don't do it. Yeah, I can't imagine going on national radio and hosting a show or being on national radio and not being clued into what I was talking about. Like I just, it's mind-boggling to me. But I do wonder with talk sport. I think it might be a case of some of them, like Gabby Abbonglahor. I think they like him because people, every time he speaks, he winds people up and they get loads of comments and they get loads of phone calls. And that ultimately, that's what Talk Sport wants is a bit of, they want interaction, don't they? If no one phones up because the pundit's making so much sense, 
that is boring, isn't it? Um, whereas on Sky and BT is slightly different. And I wonder whether on BT they almost have uh, other people do the research for them. And that's why sometimes they make a few mistakes in what they're talking about. I don't know. But then also, football's subjective, isn't it? So maybe yeah, Paul Scholes yeah, doesn't opinion. think Casemiro, well, didn't expect Casemiro. But to come be. on, he's played for Real Madrid and he's yeah. won Champions for how many Champions League? Five? Yeah. It's but just... maybe I think Scholes assumed he was like the Makaleli type player. Rather he's been, than played in the middle of centre centre midfield for Real Madrid for how many years? And he's and Porto Porto before that, and he's yeah. Brazilian. Come on, yeah. the bone of a football Play football on the beach. Mm. Um, going back to uh, the when I said about uh, Tom Lawrence, Will says Tom Lawrence should definitely be in the Wales squad. In my opinion, quality player who can change a game. I agree with that. But then yeah, I also I agree. agree I also agree with what Craig has said. He says. Lawrence, like Will Volks, burnt a few bridges and I don't see a way back for him. He's not a first-choice Wales team player, so probably won't make the squad now. No, but, and I no, think but he's, he's a good option to have. And, you know, he's a new manager now. So it experienced. Be he's experienced as well. And yeah. I think that's there's no... Like, you can't tell me, right? Like, we, so for instance, Ruben Corwell went to the Euros, yeah? Didn't play a minute of football in the, at the Euros. Great experience for the lad, etc. Of course, and he'll go again to the World Cup and probably deserves it. But you can't tell me that someone like Tom Lawrence wouldn't have been a more valuable member of the squad in the Euros because he would have been a genuine option off the bench to come and change a game. Whereas Ruben Corwell was only ever going to get on the pitch if we were like five nil up, qualified, and maybe you'll give him like a couple of minutes, like. I just think we need, Wales is a small nation. We don't have the pool of players to choose from that England do or some of the other countries do. So we have to be very good and clever with the players we take. We need a good mix of experience and youth, but also players off the bench who can change a game. We've got more depth than ever, but let's make sure that we pick in the right players, I guess. But, you know, I also trust Robert Page. I think he deserves... That you know what? I'll be won the World Cup and sat on the bench thinking, you know, I wish I brought Tom Lawrence. Would have been a good option. Yeah. Yeah. You want to have as many I'm pretty sure once he's picked his squad, he'll be happy with it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Craig also he says Theo Walker went to the World Cup as a youngster, never got a, never was never gonna get on. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was a bit of a head scratcher at the time. Mm. But then the type of player that Theo Walker is. Like the pace and the when he was 16, 17, when he whatever when he went to the World Cup. Like I could see the logic to taking him. I get that there was probably numerous players who could have played in front of him. But he, you know, he was something different and he could have with that pace, we all saw what Michael Owen did as a youngster for England. Like I can kind of understand the thought the thought process. Or however, where I differ is if you're going to take Theo Walker at 16, 17, then bring him off the bench when you need a goal. Don't take him just for the experience because that yeah. is ridiculous. Like mm. you need whatever your squad is, 22 or 25, like you want 25 players who in any certain situation you can rely on. I don't want to be taking players to give them experience to a major tournament, especially in Wales's 
situation where you don't have the the depth of players to select from. It's just, just my only point, really. Um, let's talk about the year just to finish off, mate. Before we do predictions, um, let's talk about the Champions League and stuff. Um, just briefly on the Europa League tonight is very interesting. United won earlier 2-0. Um, Sociedad are ahead at the moment. But Lazio lost. Sociedad are away to the whipping boys. Ammonia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they're beating Ammonia yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah. They Ammonia fan. Yeah, well, <laughs> bless him. They lost 2-1. Ammonia. Whipping boys. That's who they're going to be. <laughs> Struggling in their league as well. So. Ah, yeah. Lazio lost 5-1 to FC Michelin, which is quite mad. Um yeah, these if you go to these teams, these teams that you don't never heard of, you don't go in a right frame of mind, they'll turn you over, especially at home. Yeah. We've seen um, that last year with Sharif, that team United played when they beat Real Madrid last year. You've got to go with a right frame of mind. They're in a European champion European top competition. Doesn't matter if it's not a champ, if it's a Champions League, Europa League, they're there on merit and they're a good team. So mm. Yeah, you've got to go with the right frame of mind. Like United last year, last week against Sociedad, they shouldn't be getting beat at home against them. But no, there you are. They turned up, thought they were going to win, didn't they? And got turned over. Um, But then, like that, uh, FK Quarterberg beat Nantes tonight, 3 0. Who is it? What's the name again? (laughs) FK Quarterberg. Quarterberg. Sounds like a beer, that German beer. It does, doesn't it? But they yeah. turned over non three 0 Like you and but Red Star Belgrade lost in Turkey tonight two one against Transborg. Transborg. Like there's Monaco lost to a Turkish side tonight. Like you gotta you cannot especially I think in the Europa League, but even in the Champions League, if you haven't got the right attitude and the right tactics and everything, if you don't get things spot on, you will get turned over by these teams. And um like I think the Champions League, I think the Europa League and the Euro, Europa Conference League, I do think they've made the Champions League harder, if that makes sense. I just think you don't see as many Champions League games now where in the groups there's one team which gets whipped like 4-5 nil every game. Like you just mentioned, Sharif turned over uh, Madrid, was it, last year? So Yeah, yeah. I definitely think that the standards improved. West Ham are three one up to Silkeberg. Yeah, I'm watching it every time I turn around. There's no goal score. I keep missing it. <laughs> um, right. What? Um, who impressed you over the Champions League Tuesday, Wednesday this week? Who impressed me? Champions League. Haaland scored again. Yeah, that that was it was impressive because Dortmund played pretty well, but you know once City get on that wave of pressure they just can't sometimes they just can't be stopped and that second goal yeah mm-hmm. it was, it, it, although questionable the keeper looked like he stood in a hole in both goals so um a bit more of a bit bigger keep i don't think that them two goals go in so but yeah it's um very impressive who else was there um chelsea struggled weird sterling left wing back that's a that's a one a new one um, that was Graham Potter's first game as well. Yeah. So, um, um, what who else? Who else was there? Liverpool. Jude, Jude Bellingham was excellent. I thought against Man. Yeah, Jude, Jude Bellingham. He, although he tailed off at the end, last 15-20 minutes, he was struggling with cramp, but still carried on. 
But yeah, the quality, you can see the quality of it. Like, How on earth United didn't sign him? I do not know. Yeah, they um, dropped the ball when they did big yeah. time, didn't they? 100%. Um, talking of teams not being at it, Spurs away at Sporting Lisbon, nil nil on the 91st minute, and they lose 2 0. Like, like a, an away draw in a Champions League group stage again against Lisbon is that's a good result nil nil yes Spurs, Spurs would have expected to perhaps win but a draw away you take that all day long didn't concentrate to the end of the game you come away with a two nil loss and I don't think that group you know that group I think is tough for Spurs I said that at the time and you said no but I think Spurs have got a quite a tough group there's nothing yeah. more Nothing more, nothing worse than conceding a late goal. You know, you've done so well, 90 minutes, and then concede one, and then to compound it, you, you concede another one. Um, yeah, it's not good. And uh, they haven't, they've done, done okay, had a good start, but not really played that well, Tottenham. So, um, yeah, disappointing. Yeah, um, that Barca Bayern, um, Barca Bayern into Milan and Victoria Pleasant group is uh, quite interesting to watch. Bayern obviously, you know, doing very well uh, at the moment, but uh, they beat Bar- Bayern, Bayern. Sorry, beat Barcelona two 0 Barcelona just don't. Well, they're, they're going to rebuild, aren't they? They're, they can see that with all the players they're bringing in and getting out, so they're going to take time then. Yeah, if you're not on it, they'll they'll turn you over. They're, they're, you know, Bayern Munich are one of the elite sides in the in the Champions League. You yeah, they're that, very, they're very experienced, aren't they? They've added they've added Mane. We've seen Liverpool without Mane this year, how different team they are, and how underrated he, he, he was, obviously. But now Bayern Munich have got that plus the the, the quality they already had. Yes, they've lost Lewandowski, but you know they still got quality players bring it come in and score goals. So, yeah, they're a good team by Munich. So, Barcelona, yes, the Barcelona, <laughs> but they're not the Barcelona of old, are they? No, do you see that Barca player, uh, Gavi, the youngster, the midfielder? Um, he signed a new contract, and his buyout clause is eight hundred and sixty-five million. Or one billion euros. He's eighteen years old. He's played fifty-three times. <laughs> Jesus, but they are very good at that. Barca and Madrid, and that when they get a young superstar, uh, Madrid they lock them down, don't they? Yeah, Madrid put um, like for Asensio, they put in like a you know three hundred million euros, whatever price tag when he was seventeen, eighteen. It's what you got to do, isn't it? You lock them down. Yeah. So if someone wants them, you they got to pay big, big money for him. Yeah. Um, Lewandowski, is, would he regret going to Barca because of the kind of everything that's no, going on I, there, I, or do you I, think he? I knew? Don't, I don't, no, I, like I say, they're in the rebuild at the minute. He's all he's going to score goals. He's, he started well in the La Liga, scoring a few goals. So no, they've still added quality players, mate. They're just yeah, going to say they have. just haven't got. Messi, Xavi, and, and all that that we remember. It's just a different team now. They just have to rebuild and and don't put all gels. Well, I mean, they signed um, they signed that Kunde, didn't they? They signed Lewandowski. They re-signed Bellerin. They Rafinha. signed Alonso, Rafinha. Like 
quite a good mix of like you, you young and experienced players, but it's just takes take time to gel. Takes a bit of time, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like and I'm it, saying, Cardiff. an experienced manager and he's having coach, so yeah, it's gonna take time. Yeah, when you especially when you sign that many new players. Um, couple of quick questions about United um, for you. I wanted to ask you about Harry Maguire. Um, hasn't won a game of football this year for United. United looks so much different and better when he's not in the side. Is he going to find it very difficult to get game time? Because he didn't even play in the Europa League tonight, which is what he would have been eyeing up as his chance to get back in. The well, I, well, I think team. he would have, but because the game postponed on yeah. Sunday. Um, yeah, that's probably why. Because the game against Leeds has been postponed. Uh, so, yeah. Play, you, play That would probably changed his mind. Do you think the fact they lost the first game in the Europa League maybe contributed as well? Just possibly, in terms of... Possibly. What, yeah, possibly. That might have been rubbish. What, what I've just said, he, he thinks, you know what, we've lost our first game. We need to win this and play my strongest team. Because he played pretty much his first choice team or what has been his first choice team. Apart from Ronaldo came in for the injured, and that's not really lessening the strength in it. No, we strengthen it in, in, in probably goals that scored. So look at his record. So um, um, the other thing I was going to ask you was um, was about Ronaldo. Like, do you feel like if Rashford's fit, Ronaldo is going to be on the bench still? Do you think he's starting to get up to speed, or do you just think he doesn't fit the way Ten Hag wants to? play no what i've seen in the last two weeks you know he's been working hard and every time you look at him he's out of breath that's what you want to see not walking about he's, if you but if he's going to play it's quite simple you have to do your bit and i've seen that um but you know he's probably taking away a little bit of his goals because he's not up there but what i've seen he's he's creating mistakes for others than to score goals okay so um, yeah, you think if, if, if he keeps the work rate up that I've seen, then yeah, you've got to play him. But oh, there's another option. But you know, Rashford could play on the left, Ronaldo could play there, Sancho on the right. If Martial comes back, then you know, Martial did well in the pre season. But it's like I say, it's it's if you're in the spot and you win the game, then you keep your spot. It's, yeah. it's pretty simple, unless you've got a game and you, and you need to rest Ronaldo because obviously he's 37, 38. Yeah, I mean. The only thing I think about it is when they play Ronaldo, they don't have the same runs in behind to hit on a break. Like, so if Martial or Rashford, for instance, are the number nine, as soon as they play breaks down in the middle of the play and Ericsson whips one of those balls through Rashford or Martial are gone into that space behind the defenders, whereas Ronaldo hasn't got the legs to do that. So he tends to hold the ball up rather than... And then I suppose that's when you've got to have Anthony, uh, Sancho, whoever, running beyond him to play off him. You've got to. You've got to adjust it slightly. But it's interesting, isn't it? It's like at the end of the day, if he's firing, he's probably got to play and you'll have to switch it up a bit. But it, like you said at the start of the season, is you want three or four options for that position and they seem to have it at the moment. Um, apart from that slip up last week, they've been doing pretty well. 
It, uh, I, I do wonder where Harry Maguire is going to get. Not necessarily a bad thing, that you know, a little reality check. You know, we're still yeah. not there. Still not got to put the work in. We've still got to do the right things. That's not necessarily a hard thing if they qualify. If they don't qualify, then it's obviously a problem. But I don't see that as an issue. I could see them going over to Seville Social, although it'd be a difficult game, and seeing them win that if they need to. Yeah, I think so. Um, just to finish off, then we'll do our Super Six predictions. Um, <clears throat> just while I bring them up, like, do you think um, Harry Maguire is going to struggle for game time because? If he's he's got to play the cup games to get his place back, haven't he? Like if he doesn't play the cup games, Lindelof I think is going to move ahead of him, as it is. No, yeah, yeah, no. Unless someone gets injured, that's it. Now that you, you you don't you never see rarely you pull out your centre half, and if you've got a set two, you play him. So yeah. unless um, Raph, uh, Raph Varane picks up an injury or you know needs to sit out. I don't see it changing. Why would you change it? What you've seen of Maguire this season and what you know of Lindelof, if you had to pick one of them because Varane picks up an injury, do you well, which one would you which one would you that, pick? That's a difficult question, that because uh in the big I like Lindelof, in, I do. In, in I do, but in the big games he makes mistakes. And and you've got to pick one of those two because Phil Jones isn't in the twenty-five man squad. No, no, and, and <laughs> I'd probably go. I probably. Oh, I don't know. You know, prob, I'd probably go Lindelof because of his pace. I think Lindelof with a different partner to Maguire because remember he's played a lot of his games. Yeah, he could, he could have easily started with um, with Martinez, but I think Varane. His size, his stature, his um, his background, his experience. Yeah, um, yeah, he's, he's far more fast than, than Lindelof. And like I say, Lindelof makes mistakes in big games, year after year after year. But uh, is that because he was playing with a partner which wasn't a natural fit for him? I don't know. Um, like to me. Ten Hag seems to like Varane. As soon as he came in, he said, I want you to bulk up. The player trusted him and he's seeing the rewards for that. So that's good. Um, I would like the same agent as Phil Jones is what I want because uh, that man is a, a miracle worker. But what does yeah, Phil Jones why do? Would be, why would you want to be... I wouldn't. No, I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be sat. Just, just what's like, he doing? Mate, you're like five, six years of your career just wasted just training at Man United. Yeah. Makes sense. To me. I'd go. I'd going mad. You want to play games? Yeah. Well, two years ago, I'd have been going mad, mate. I'd have been going. Yeah. Just send me somewhere. Yeah. Just but, no. Some people happy just picking up whatever he's picking up. Strange. And training, yeah. Be interesting to see where what kind of quality team he goes to when he leaves. Actually, when he actually leaves. He's got about, probably got about six years left on his contract or something. <sighs> I think this is his last year. Is it? I think so. Ah, he's, he's made a lot of money, so good for him. Yeah. Um, right. Saturday, Super Six predictions. Uh, first up, Newcastle at home to Bournemouth. Uh, I'm going 2 0 Newcastle. Uh, 
two two one. I was just literally as you just saying that I was thinking, oh, I wonder if Bournemouth <coughs> Newcastle have got a tendency to concede. Two no, one New that Newcastle. changing, I'm copying mine. Uh, two one. Norwich versus West Brom. I go three one Norwich. Uh, one nil Norwich. Uh, Watford versus Sunderland. I go. Uh, oh, I went one all, but I. I fancy Sunderland win 2-1 as well. Mm, I'm going to go Sunderland 2-1. 2 And Spurs are home to Leicester. 3-0. Uh, I'm going to go 3-1 to Spurs. Uh, Brentford versus Arsenal at Brentford. Um, I'm going 3-2 to, uh, to Arsenal. 2-1 Brentford. Oof! It's a big shout. They done them over last year Yeah, at Brentford. 2-1 Brentford. Uh, and then lastly, Everton at home to West Ham. I'm going 2-1 to Everton. Yeah, yeah 2-0. Long, long, long trip home, played in the plastic pitch. Everton, all day. All day long. There we Get go. Home, the... home, have a recovery day, then back up to Everton, travelling. Yeah, home win. And Everton have just picked up a little bit in the last couple of weeks as yeah. well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they, start, they start well. It could be a long day for West Ham. Yeah. But we'll see. Indeed, mate. Uh, as always, Rodri, it is a pleasure. I had a lot of fun as always, mate. You put on there, weren't you? Dead on an hour. Dead on. Like a professional, mate. Um, I've submitted my Super 6 predictions, so... Well, you won't make that yeah. novice mistake again, will you? Probably make up that three points on you easy now, so you'll be I back to where, back where you belong, it. behind me. Just, just well, you just cut, you're just you just basically copying mine, just adding, adding one goal. That's why I said so. mine first, wasn't it, you naughty? But it's all right, because you can go back to carrying my bags then, can't you? Yeah. Let's go. Now, mate, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, we'll be back next Thursday, next uh, next Tuesday, new episode of My Story, all that good stuff, another top guest. And uh, we also have a new show on Monday, new series. The Big Debate begins Monday at 8 o'clock, live on Patreon. Don't miss it. Until then, have a good one. Take care. God bless. God save the king. Podcast Network.